It was supposed to be so easy. Just take back the DVD, withdraw that extra money, tell mum I wouldn't be back for tea, then grab my savings and hurry. Hello, I'm Steve Turton. This is my Conversations with the Pope, episode 26. Proved a bit of a difficult one to throw together this today. We drafted in some mics that unfortunately didn't work for us. And my broadband went off, so we actually done the call over a one-bar 3G uh, network. So it didn't look good for a long time putting the show together, but we've battled through and got ourselves something like an hour and a half of sport and gambling talk. We've got an alternative Masters review, looking at everything from Bryson DeChambeau's genitals to his COVID-19 claims. Dustin Johnson's misses. We probably spend a little bit too long on air. We've got a bit of election talk. Finally, Pope's come to the table to talk about the election. He thinks his window cleaner might be a MAGA supporting Donald Trump fan. So we'll get into a bit of that later on. Squid button, insufficient fun. Today I have achieved absolutely now. We're reviewing the fights from the weekend, everything from the UFC to Katie Taylor to Kel Brooks, having a little career retrospective of Kel Brooks. Because of uh, the limitations on downloads, it's a a little bit retro, show-wise. A lot of Sopranos clips, a couple of streets tunes, not loads of music on the episode, but uh, plenty of funny sound clips and, and... Plenty of entertainment, I hope, over the over the 90 minutes. We've got your unlikely lookalikes, a massive batch, two weeks' worth. And we've obviously got the Keegans of the week and a couple of tips for the weekend too. Although Popey's saying after last week he's actually retiring from gambling for at least a month, taking a sabbatical. Let's see how that pans out. Tell your mates, if they're into gambling, if they're into betting, if they're into sports, if they're into the Sopranos and general... Funny things happening from the week and comedy to uh, get involved. Listen, follow us on Instagram at my convos with the Pope, and we do a little bit of Twitter as well through my account. If you search my conversations with the Pope, if you do get a minute, rate and subscribe. That also really helps us grow. Thanks as always for listening. Hope you enjoy what we what we salvaged from the call. Cheers. It's not what I call funny. A grand don't come for free. Today I have achieved absolutely now. In just being out of the house I've lost out. If I wanted to end up with more now. I should have just stayed in bed like I know how. How we doing? Yeah, I'm doing good, yeah. Bet you're having a better morning than us. Has Ben told you about the new series I'm watching? It's not called a uh, industry, is it? Oh, you're losing your name, Steve. Go on, that's something. What is it? <laughs> I can't hear you, Steve. We're losing your name, lad. It's two sex. Oh, no. Oh, lad, you, is the internet shit? Can you not hear me properly? I can now, yeah. So, should we get going? Oh, yeah. yeah if we must. Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about the morning we've had here, Popey, or is it best yeah, left well, alone? Yeah, well, I was just starting to think it weren't meant to be, really. Just for the benefit of the listeners, we've been... Trying to get going for the best part of two hours, haven't we, really? Trying to set these mics up. These, what are advertised, as being simplistic. Yeti Nano. Microphones. Everyone swears by them. 
from uh, amateur podcasts similar to ourselves, uh, big professional outfits. And yeah. Uh, yeah, we've been trying to set ours up for what, two hours? Feels like that, yeah. Well, my internet went down first. The broadband's gone down around here, so uh, that's fantastic. Lovely living out in the sticks, in it? And uh, there's not going to be an engineer coming out till Saturday afternoon, I'm told. So, lockdown's so we'll at... we'll do well to make it through this episode, Dan, lad. <sighs> do well to make it through this week, I think. Without just throwing myself in the maze, along with them Atlanta Falcons and uh, other anti-post Do you know what? It keeps dropping in and out, so... We'll we'll try and make it through, but it's uh, I think it's your internet keeps dropping. To be honest with you, I'm getting every second word at the minute. But let's persist. The show must go on, as they say, lad. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll try and do as best as we can, eh? I'm, just I'm, for our band of loyal listeners. I'm in my room. I've got a suitcase on the bed again. I'm tethering off my ma's phone. Yeah, it's what does tethering mean? So that so I'm using a phone as an internet connection for this Zoom call. It's <laughs> we're hardly ESPN, lad, are we? <laughs> RSPCA, lad. I feel like I need putting somewhere after this. This is this is just a joke, isn't it? Really. Um, well, you've got the chicken legs, haven't you? <laughs> Leave my legs What's alone, lad. Like, by the way, lad, you, you want to look into that? It's fucked, isn't it? It's you know. Yeah, but you, but it's literally just skin and bone, lad, isn't it? Yeah. And that daily, you constantly rubbing up and down. It's not going to do anything. <laughs> the muscle gun. Daily that you're rubbing up and down. Eh? The muscle gun's something completely different, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. Let's get on with this show, Pope, and just do it as quick as we can and get out of here. This has been the most stressful morning. Well, it has. Do you know what? Today, obviously, I didn't. I wasn't able to do the episode last week for um, one of the worst weeks I've ever had. Really, certainly work wise. Um, and then this week, up until speaking to you two hours ago, it was, it was looking a lot better. But thinking back to the uh, the dark place I was in last week. What happened to you last week? I, I just had visions of you hiding out in the uh, in the war room like Donald Trump did. Did you take the election bad, did you? Was it was it Biden winning? You you seem to go underground. <laughs> Why would it? I didn't have any financial interest, did I? We all appreciate the comedic genius that Donald Trump is. An unattended one at that. Uh, but no, no, I didn't take it personally. Just rough week in work. Uh, lost some business. Lost some credibility with, with some of my bigger accounts, but... See, our listeners don't want to be hearing about that, and it was just really rough, really busy time of year for me anyway with Christmas. But yeah, tough one to be honest. And then things didn't get much better at the weekend when I tried to find some solace in a bit of gambling, and uh, yeah, that didn't go as planned. That just really compounded me misery. So yeah, I've had that. I think it's fair to say I've had better weeks to be honest with you. <laughs> Should we commit to bi weekly, lad, going forward? Do you think doing it weekly, we, we've Skated around it, haven't we? In the past, said that it might be a little bit too much for a couple of amateurs like ourselves, especially when we can't set a fucking mic up and an internet. What's connection. that about, by the way? As I say, it's 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 marketed on its simplicity, basically. That's yeah. the key selling point with this microphone. Plug it in, away you go. We've been trying for two hours and we haven't been able to do it. So it doesn't say much for our. Uh, professionalism it really does it, it does. i don't think we're cut out we're certainly not cut out for it on a weekly basis i think we're probably doing the listeners a, f- a favor aren't we in fairness if we shift it to, to back nobody needs this shit on a weekly basis do they <laughs> do you know what though steve if you want to grow as we do i, I think we, we've got to stick with weekly um i don't know whether i can commit to weekly in the build-up to christmas with being how busy i am with work but certainly january onwards um let's let's have a go away eh? right. i doubt a week is uh 
as bad as it did last week anyway. So onwards and upwards, as you say. Well, talking about your bad weeks, it stretched to uh, Tiffin and Betton as well, didn't it? Not much of a week for the pundits, as you called yourself last time we spoke. Uh, I'm surprised you're not riding away again this week after your, uh, your Masters In pick. the 2020 Masters. The long-awaited Masters has a long-awaited champion in Dustin Johnson. Before we get on to the Chambra, obviously we'll spend a lot of time on him. The, uh, the two Jasons you tipped, Kokrak and Day, didn't even make the cut. You might as well have tipped fucking Jason Donovan, might you, with your, <laughs> with your golf picks, Pofi. What happened? What happened at Augusta? What do you want from me? So basically, um, you got me at my lowest third last week. You sensed the vulnerability. You asked for Masters tips, which I was a little bit reluctant to give because, I, I, as you can probably tell from the picks I put forward, didn't have much of a chance to look into it. Didn't have much chance to do anything last week, really, apart from speak to uh, irate customers on the phone. So furthermore, as well as asking for Masters tips, as I say, you sensed the vulnerability and you were uh, you were calling outside to web bets left, right and centre. And, and obviously, me being an, um, a betting man that I am, I, I never want to turn a bet down. So you're also, what took 40 quid out of me? Yet to be paid, granted. So that'll be uh, becoming your way later today, Stephen. Yeah, we, we, we did have an head to head, didn't we? Bryson DeChambeau and John Rahm, who was going to finish higher in the tournament. You actually doubled it. I said I offered 20 quid bet and you said, no, come on, double it up to 40 quid. So I think you were all over the shop, weren't you, on, a, on all levels there last week? Well, like I said, yeah, I've had better weeks. And it was just, yeah, a case that was at rock bottom. So when I need the support of... A colleague I'll call you nowadays because obviously this is a job to an extent a job which doesn't pay of course more charitable work than anything when I was there for when, when I really needed someone across shoulder to cry on all I got from you is uh, fancy head to head there was no sympathy or empathising for the situation I was in it was just sensing weakness and then you, you, you strike as you tend to do so I <laughs> yeah, you're making you're painting this like the Tony Soprano Artie Bucko scenario Cobwebs are now removed. The fuck are you talking about? You saw this whole thing, didn't you? You knew exactly what was going to happen. You can see 20 moves down the road. Please, I don't blame you. I envy you. It's like an instinct. Like a hawk sees a little mouse moving around a cornfield from a mile up. You think it's my fault you're fucking lying in here? It's just that somebody mentions... 50 grand to bankroll a French digestif and your mind goes through all the permutations at like internet speed and realizes, oh, worst case scenario, I eat for free. You fucking suicide. You're disgraceful. I'm sorry. Now fuck that. <laughs> it was more like, I'll tell you what it will be like. It'll be more like Tony Soprano with Hesh when, when Tony's not paying Hesh. Good luck getting that 40 quid out of me, mate. So, hang on. So, you're blaming your tough week at work on picking... Absolute... See, that's an understatement, lad. Like you said, I was all over the shop. Lost the big accounts. Lost credibility in a bigger account, which is probably worse than losing the business because that's only a matter of time. Setting production can't keep up with the growth of sales. Book stops with me type of thing. So just, yeah, really tough week, lad. I wasn't in a good place. Didn't have time to record the pod. 
nor if it did have time, I was, wasn't in the mood to do so. And uh, relayed all of this to you. Did I get any sympathy? No. Did I get any empathy? No. All I got back from you is, come on, let's have it head to head. And now you slate me picks. Surely you can cut me some slack. Yeah, well, if you lost credibility in the uh, recyclable packaging game, uh, you didn't gain much in the in the betting world either last week, Poppy. That, that's all I can say. That's all I can say. You know, you, you've got to well, leave... let's be honest, eh? I was on a real tear up until last week. You were. Last week as planned, we would have been talking about how well I was doing, particularly with the Liverpool. Well, we'll so, get on to that. We'll get on to that. Let's have it all. Should we, for a second, spend a bit of time on Bryson DeChambro and, and the Masters and Dustin Johnson? What are we making of Bryson, lad? He is an absolute head the ball, isn't he? Yeah, every time I'd like bend over and, and come back up, I'd like lose, you know, my stance a little bit so I don't know what's going on I gotta go and do some blood work and get checked out and figure out what's going on for this offseason yeah I'm not good unfortunately but it is what it is I don't know what it is um, there's like uh, something in my stomach it's just not doing well so I'm just I'm, I'm more confident now after the Masters than I was when we made the bet that he'll he'll win more majors than Dustin over the next what eight majors now. Obviously, Dustin John has got a one 0 lead, but I, I fancy it more so than ever for uh, for Bryson to uh, yeah to beat him over the next eight majors and for me to collect. Yeah, we did strike. We struck that bet, didn't we? After the U.S. Open, two hundred yeah, quid. Next nine majors. Yeah, the, the next, Masters, obviously, yeah. which has just been. Uh, who's going to win more majors? And as I say, I'm, I'm more confident now than I was before. I think it was quite... I know you're saying that you tipped, your tips came kind of off the cuff and you didn't get much time to, to look into them. Not really like you to tip a favourite either. And I, I did feel that Bryson DeChambro, I know it's easy to say now, the, the week after the event, but for him to be so short at Augusta, what was he, 7-1, to 15-2 favourite? It seemed a little yeah. bit... A little bit sure for a for a player who's got absolutely no form there, and as as he's called the scientist, you're not allowed to use green books, are you, at Augusta? I think that was a big oversight from bookies and people who were backing the Chambro. Is that without the stats, without his little uh, his little fucking Google calculator in his pocket? I don't think he's he's half the player he is when he's got it with him, is he? I'm surprised he didn't have his protractor out on the greens. <laughs> Um, let's be honest, you didn't know about he didn't have the green books until you picked it up in commentary like all of us. Don't say that was an angle. Like you ah, it was an angle. That's why I was against him. It was an angle. Fuck off, lad. As if you knew that. As if we are privy to that information until it's mentioned in commentary. So uh, I do think that you do make a good point to an extent. I think that's, that's obviously worked against him. But at the same time, lad, what, what's he meant to do when he's struck down with COVID halfway through the <laughs> tournament? In fact, it should be void bets. Not just for our head to head with Johnny Ram last week, Al Pyle and us, but the Dustin John Owen Bryson head to head we've got should effectively be nil nil. There's got to be some sort of caveat in there. I just think he's making more excuses than you. Last week, he, he got a COVID test, didn't he? <laughs> Bryson got a COVID test, came back negative. He's claiming dizzy spells. And he told me last week that he's putting away 7,000 calories a day by all accounts. And he's wondering why he's getting. Dizzy spells. He's feasting his way into fucking t- early type 2 diabetes, isn't he? So his test come back negative, which probably means it was positive. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it won't surprise me if it, if it comes out in the, the upcoming weeks that he did have it. Do you know what I mean? If it does come out, by the way, state that it was a, it was, it was a false negative and he did in fact have it, 
then um, yeah, it's void bets no two ways about it. Well, well, I'd say I'd return the money, but you haven't paid it yet. So uh, yeah, let, let's see how that one how that one pans out. I mean, seven thousand calories a day, Popey. He drinks protein. Jack, though, when have you seen him, little juice bomb? So are you completely writing him off now? Is that it? Is he? Is he? Is he, is he won his his first and only major this, um, this year at the can you not see him no, again? no, no, I'm not writing them off. I'm not writing them off. But I do think it's quite nice that it's Dustin Johnson who's won it. And he's kind of done the opposite of what Bryson DeChambeau's done. He's been offered longer clubs, bigger driver heads. He's actually switched to a fade over his career, almost to lose a bit of distance off his drive because he wants to be more consistent. And Little baby fade, yeah, reminds me a little bit of myself, to be honest with you. Yeah, do you not think that's uh, that's a little bit more for the purest, Dustin Johnson? I know he's not the most exciting player and he still does it great length, but behind... Great length, yeah, that's what Paulina said. (laughs) I want to know, well... Well, come on, to it, yeah, there's plenty of time for Paulina Gretzky, don't you worry about that. But is there something going on with the Chambro? He wants to bomb his way round everything, he wants to bulk up, is there... uh... Hey, sorry, Steve. Sorry to interrupt. Who's the Shambro, by the way? Is this someone? Is this new? This new up and coming on the sword? Is it? It's the Shambo, mate. I think be a sports podcast at least. At least get his name right. I think you were calling fucking Ben Rufflesberger, Rufflesberg all, all week last week, weren't we? So don't be quick off Probably, the Probably, but it's the Shambo. There's no one in there. I know okay. it's the Shambro. I know. Yeah, it's just our little listen. Little listen, a cunt. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, lad, I, I just don't get it. Is there something behind it? You, you know, you're talking about Dustin's length there. Is, uh, is he missing something maybe in the genital department, Bryson? Is there something behind this, this bulk but up? But he's trying to overcompensate, you think, yeah? Usually, uh, men who pump the chests out a lot and, you know, like big things, uh, they're usually lacking something in another department, aren't they, usually? I don't know if there's something behind that with the Shambro, possibly. No, DeChambeau. Um, no, I, I, it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me if he was a major gooser, like on the same level as Robert Kilroy Silk, Barry Large. The echelons of the goosing world. Have you got uh, any credit, speaking of top gooses, and, uh, and men who certainly have uh, trophy trophy women and, and good accolades on that front? Dustin Johnson was the most impressive thing about his, his Sunday round. His missus at the end. Paulina, his fiance, here with her dad, the great one, Wayne Gretzky, one of the greatest ice hockey players of all time. I think DJ could be like Tiger and Jack around here once he get, gets his teeth into this course and understands it's the way he does now. It's made for him. It's built for him. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, for me, forget Dustin Johnson winning the Masters and a record score. There, there, was, there was two things from last week which completely stole the show. First one of which is Paulina Gretzky and those leggings. Wow. Um, like, how long have you got to talk about uh, that? Um, one of our old mates, John Garland, used to used to have a saying that, um, like, if you used to say to John, you used to set him up for it. Look at here, John. What wouldn't you do to that? And he'd come back, kick her out of bed. And that's, uh, that's certainly not something you'd do with her. But uh, those leggings, lad, it's just uh. wow. It's hypnotic almost, aren't they? Fair play. I'll give him more credit for being able to concentrate and focus and get to 20 on there with air following you around. I know. The 18 every day. It's such a distraction, even if it is your bird. Like. It's funny, isn't it? Paulina Gretzky, her dad, obviously the famous hockey player Wayne Gretzky, was. Known uh, as the great one. The yeah. great, I think she's we, the great one, let's be I, I was going to say, I think we know who the great one is, don't we? I think she's the wag of, uh, of all, all the. Uh, she's the, the goat of all the golf wags, certainly. But the other thing which stole the show, and it's something me and Jimmy Lee were discussing, one of our listeners, Jimmy Lee, 
mentioned a few times on the pod. Phil, Mich- Phil Mickelson's sunglasses. <laughs> Absolutely. Mad. He's trotting around Augusta like the big boss, man. It's just ridiculous, isn't it? I've never seen anything like it. Have you, have you, do you know what? Like, you become more of a character as he gets older. and I don't know, I can't speak for anyone else, but I'm finding it more and more endearing. Just the adverts, that jeans advert where he's dodging, uh, dodging balls at the driving range. Then after the Ryder Cup, obviously there's a, a post-mortem going in into why America have lost the Ryder Cup again at the time. Uh, and he, there he is roundhouse and water bottles off Ricky Fowler's head in uh, in an American flag made into, made into trousers. And now he's, uh, he's sporting sunglasses at, um, at Augusta. The members at Augusta wouldn't have liked that, wouldn't have talked too, too kindly to that, but no. absolutely brilliant. So for me, Paulina Gretzky and, and Phil Mickelson's sunglasses were the, were the real winners last week. As his scorecard gets wider and he puts up bigger scores, he's over par more, he seems to get more popular and more advertising slots, Phil, doesn't he? He's becoming more of a celebrity with the less wins that he gets. He's brilliant, all lad, isn't he? I, I, didn't, I didn't think much of him. I, obviously, it took a while to get his first major and. I used to refer to him as the American Monty, old Captain Chap Bops. But um, no, I've, I've I've completely done a one eighty. Are you doing year. Are you doing any sort of one eighty on Dustin? Called him a choker on this podcast. I think you and I think you relayed Jimmy Lee's words. Was it our mate, our listener of the show, who said he's the greatest Thursday to Saturday player, but the worst Sunday player in the history of golf? Mm. You're walking that back a bit with him. With him showing some steel over this last year to bag the FedEx, and now obviously the Masters with a with a fifty four old lead. Not particularly, no. 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 And that's it. To elaborate, really, just just uh, I don't know what you want from me. You, you use the same feedback, I suppose, when Bryson won his US Open. Is it really a major? I'd certainly point that at, at Dustin Johnson more so with the Masters. Obviously, when the patients are there, galleries are there. It's the ultimate pressure cooker. We've seen so many, so many leaders going into the back nine on a Sunday, throw it away. And I can't help but think if there would have been patrons there, if there would have been galleries there, then we might have had a different outcome. So I think that's certainly healthy. There's no two ways about it. He gets gets last round nerves, especially when he's leading, as as his track record would more than prove. So the fact that there was no galleries there on Sunday. Certainly would have eased those concerns or jitters. So he'd have to do a lot more than than, than win just the, the two majors. And what age is he? He's well in his 30s, isn't he? He's 30 not, odd, yeah. Chicken, like. He's not a young boy. So, no, I'm not, I'm not getting too carried away. I'm certainly not calling the next Tiger Woods as you were on Sunday. You didn't like that comment, did you? That's the maddest shout I've ever heard. It's got to be tongue in cheek. He's certainly showing Tiger form. I think he's got the most rounds under par now uh, on the tour, consistently on the bounce. I think he's got the most rounds at Augusta under par on the bounce. He's showing some serious form. That, that, that's not something you can look back on with your grandkids at the end of your career, mate. So, yeah, I've had the most rounds under well, par. Listen, well done. Listen, Popey. How many majors did you win, Grandad? Uh, two. What about Tiger? Oh, yeah, he won 15. I, I just think there's too much of a disparity there in the majors. Tiger Woods has also won 82 PGA Tour events, the most ever with Sam Snead, whereas Dustin's won 24, is it now? Not to be sniffed at. Brilliant career, but it's almost four times as much. I, I don't know. I just think those comparisons are just, just 
Absolute lunacy. To yeah, be he, he's always, he's never, you know, he's not got much of a personality, Dusty, has he? I mean, that uh, neckline beard. You used to hate him, didn't you? Do you remember you hated him? You've done a 180 on him. I used to like him. And now, obviously, your love for him has made me do a 180. It's role reversals, really. I used to like him and used to hate him, I remember. And I, I used to say, oh, I love little beard and that. And you'd be like, oh, lad, I hate him. He's offensive. Blah, no, I blah, still blah, hate blah. the beard. I still hate anyone who's shaving a chin line and, like, yeah, there's just no, I've got no time for that at all. But why have you done a 180 on him? It's similar to the Mayweather Pacquiao. You've done a 180 there. You, you, you're a bit of a turncoat. You're very fickle as a sports fan, I think. I think you think you change your opinion more than the wind. I like to go with my money. I support Green, me, Popey. <laughs> and Dustin Johnson has been a good investment for me over the uh, the last couple of years. And I think he's going to go on and win more. You've got to remember, he's, because of Tiger Woods, because of the influence he had on the game, he's obviously never going to have the cultural impact that Tiger Woods had. I mean, he was a black guy taking over a white sport, wasn't he? You know, that is that's never going to happen. I also think Dustin has got much more competition than Tiger had. Uh, who did Tiger have? Phil. VJ Singh, who seems to be constantly 55 years of age, I think for about 20 years on the tour. So he's going to probably find it tougher to get right up there and get to double figures. And I did read a funny stat not so long ago saying that uh, I think Dustin had had 23 wins at the time or 22 tour wins. Tiger Woods had actually won more competitions, or PGA competitions in the state of Florida. <laughs> As, well, as, at the same point in his career as Dustin Johnson had uh, all over all over the PGA, but I think he's gonna I think he's gonna bag some majors lad the next couple of years. I think Dustin is he just seems so. Well, chill. He's thirty six. He hasn't got long left. Peak wise, he hasn't got long left. I don't know. Do you about know what that. I mean? Na- nowadays, maybe five six years. But hang on, just going back to your earlier points, Steve. He's 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 been a good investment for you as DJ over the last few years. Did you back him? For this, this tournament? I didn't. No, I had him the week before. Unfortunately, he was second. I'm, I'm kicking myself a little bit that I didn't back him. As you know, I backed John Rahm. He got I'll a, pay our arse, yeah. Fucking hell, how did that go for you? He got a place for us. You know, we finished strong. Thank fucking God. Not to write home about though, lad. Is it a what, 10 to 1 shot? No, but it's a place. So it's it's basically a 2 to 1, isn't it? You're getting your 2 to 1 on your place money. Um, thank God he did, lad. I nearly had half a speak after me. I seen Tommy Standish. You know, there was no podcast last week. One of our loyal listeners, Tommy Standish, she bumped into him in the Morrisons. Yeah. What's the tip of the week, lad? What's the tip of the week? He was shouting down the bread <laughs> aisle at me. Good <laughs> job you didn't give him mine, fucking hell. <laughs> no, but he'd spread it round. He'd said, you know, the lads, Rigo, the AJ, I think half a speaker was on it. So it was a sweaty last few holes there for the, for Ram. I know he, he birdied, I think he birdied two and eagled. On, on the last four holes and to sneak himself into seven. So a little bit of profits off the uh, off the Masters. But what about Tiger, lad? We did that both have Tiger as our uh, as our outsider, didn't we? That was a tough watch on the Sunday, wasn't it? The uh, the ten at the par three twelfth. Oh wow, look at this here now. Wow. Oh my oh my. Are you kidding me? This is a golf course that has been oh so kind to Tiger Woods. And it's trying to take all of that kindness back in one hole. He's not taking any of Look those green jackets walking. back off him, but this is going to be a big old number on a 158-yard par three. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was uh, way to start. The, the only person who, who, who I know who took the light in that was, uh, was Jimmy Lee. Much, much to my annoyance. 
he wasn't just doing it to wind me up as well. He was genuinely made up. So we were having a bit of an exchange on there. Uh, on WhatsApp about it. Um, Does he not like that? Is Jimmy not a Tiger fan? Is he? Is he? No, not at all. He's not as much of a Tiger fan as, as, as the likes of me, you, and, and like Mark Davis, for instance. But it was more so. He just likes to see the professional struggle. Yeah. He's saying that the Masters for him getting to twenty under. It's not what majors should be about. Still feels too easy to him. He's very much a US Open kind of guy where the winning scores over par or, or, or one yeah. under. Yeah. And an absolute push. And he loves it. And for him, the high the his tie of the tournament was uh, was Bryson DeChambeau losing his uh, his ball <laughs> semi rough. Uh, how do you lose a ball how do you lose a ball Popey how does a professional golfer lose a ball you've got all them cameras you've got about 15 people you've got basically a uh, Madeleine McCann search party out there looking for the ball how do you <laughs> one of the officials is obviously pocketed haven't he I, I don't think he's too too popular is he he's not a like, lot of his uh, controversial views he's not like um, it's certainly frowned upon with the purists of golf so I wouldn't surprise you one of the officials stood on it into the rain sodden ground or, or, or better still done it uh, done a Moscow special and pockets of I really struggled watching Tiger honestly you know the, the stuff he's done at Augusta in his life and someone's making him take a drop in the bunker he was hitting like his seventh shot in a bunker <laughs> and it was a drop it was horrendous that as I say it's been a tough year for everyone I mean we've suffered loss relationship breakdowns I've had a broken kneecap we've all had COVID and uh yeah. I think Tiger's 10 at the 12th was, was the toughest part of this year. You know, I, I had to go out for the war. <laughs> I had to go and get some air and buy a paper and just, just get out the, get out the house for an hour. I know, well, like I said to you, didn't I? Yeah, it, it, it sort of it led me to ask you whether you think in terms of majors or, or war, and, and, and I suppose you've got to retain the faith. Uh, are we finished but, around, by the way? But exactly. If you would have got a par with the, uh, and adding those birdies... If you would have got a part on the 10th and then the finish he had, would that have been enough for the each way money or not? It might have been. Well, for anyone who didn't see the, the, the closure of the Masters, because it was a bit of a non-event on the Sunday. I was dipping in and out of it, obviously. Dustin had kind of put it to bed by the back nine. But yeah, Tiger took a 10 on a par three, which was just car crash to watch. But then he finished with six birdies in seven holes, which was nobody done that over the four over the four days. Nobody had a better run of holes than Tiger did to finish. And I just think that's the measure of the man, isn't it? He's took a ten. Imagine Sandy yeah. Lyle. I think he'd have walked off Sandy Lyle or what, what one of the lesser sort of players. He's come In back. His braces, yeah. He's come back and it's six birdies. Do you know what that says to me, Poby? That says to me that he's maybe got one or two more masters in him, definitely. I hope so, lad, yeah. I think I think I think he feeds off the crowd as well. Yeah, I think it's worked in DJ's favour there being no crowd or gallery someone like Tiger where especially now he's more of a crowd favourite obviously he's a lot more humble than what he was earlier in his career and just the whole persona and presence of, of, of Tiger Woods the man he's always had the biggest galleries following him around and that's something he's used to and I think it has a positive impact on Woods but then a negative impact on his playing partners as well Yeah, so I yeah, think yeah. in the field this last week I think he probably felt the effects of it more so than anyone with there being no no patrons or mm. galleries. I think once normal service resumes, hopefully in April, but if not for, for, for the majors beyond then, I think it'll certainly be to his benefit. Like, Well, that's the funny thing, isn't it? You know, we've just had the Masters in November. It's April. It's lined up for April. I don't see, even if COVID is back in this second wave, uh, I don't see there being no Masters, but you're saying you'd like to see the fans there that'll give Tiger a, a better chance on the 18th. I think so, don't you? Masters. I think he feeds off it. Yeah, um, yeah. He's the best runner of all time. He's, I think, he's he's won 
14 out of his 15 majors, potentially, or th- certainly 13 when he's leading going from the, the front. final. Yeah. Uh, he likes it uh, and, and he knows how to deal with the pressure. He's what a 25 year veteran almost now. I just think he can, yeah, he can handle the pressure more so than, than, than most as, as last year's win at the Masters proved. So, yeah, I think it'll work in his favour as and when the galleries and the crowds do come back. But um, to sort of the opposite effect with DJ, I think it could potentially work against them. And it's just, it's just good being on target. And did, did you enjoy, I mean, he played so well the opening round. Did you enjoy just being part of the potential magic? Like, I know last year was just insane. It's like the best bet I've ever had in my life. And for Tiger to, to get it home, there's something special about backing Tiger Woods at Augusta, isn't it? Yeah, of course, lad. Yeah, I, I, I think as well, he didn't hold a puff around two and three. So he could have really been in the mix. Take out yeah. the 10th at 12. But if he was just holding a few more putts, his putter went completely cold. He was Tita Green, lad. He was as good as I've seen him for yeah. a long, long time. He had a few loose tee shots on, on the Sunday. I think his back was more playing up more so than anything. But Tita Green, like certainly the first three rounds, he was almost perfect. I think just he played not- yeah, I think he played thirty six holes on Saturday, didn't he as well? That's no good for his back with the uh, with the storm coming in on Thursday and, and the delay there to the opening round. So keep your faith with Tiger. Maybe not for for other competitions, but Augusta, he's gonna win there again, definitely. And I and I think maybe as soon as April Popey with with a, with a bit of luck, I'll be following him in, definitely. We must defend the rights of every citizen to live Russia, without Russia, violence, Russia, Russia. prejudice, or fear. How you doing? Hey, Donnie. We support the overwhelming majority of police He's officers. He's a bad, bad guy. are incredible in every way and devoted public service. This is your trunk. And I'm in the White House and I was Fire lonely. Fire the police. I said, let's go to Iraq. When the looting starts, the shooting starts. Feeling the pull while I'm watching CNN. The president's a racist. When will it CNN? It's difficult to take hate. Think about it. Only a racist would race me. If you're a black man or you're an immigrant. Let's, well, let's talk about the election, Stevie boy. Oh, really? Biden, obviously, with a couple of weeks removed now. So it's not current events. Do you want to spend a little bit of time on the election? I mean, tip. as I say, on, it, it feels like a, it feels like a while ago, but it hasn't actually, still hasn't been confirmed, has it? Officially, I don't think. I think Trump's still protesting the results. I yeah. still fancy Trump, you know, in a landslide. Nation <laughs> recount imminence. Well, you. well, we're going to get onto the Keegans in the week of uh, the week in a minute, so we'll uh, we'll slot your your Trump commentary quite easily <laughs> into that section. I think. Yeah, election night, lad. I've probably just about got over it. I think. I think I slept for twelve minutes over thirty six hours. I was looking. <laughs> I was looking to hedge me bets. I was looking to have a little bit more action. I ended up getting a little bit more action on Joe Biden at six to four. Crazy, crazy couple of nights, lad. At one point, early hours of the you know the the actual election night, early hours our time. Trump hit one to seven with Sport Pezza, is it Everton sponsor? Um, what are they privy to there, lad? Have they had something inside of calling them up? Yeah. And it's so it's mad, isn't it? Why would they go to one to seven? Or is it just the fact someone's lumped on? It, no, Popey, it's just the early lead. I think maybe some of these bookies, or certainly some of the people who were betting on it, who were seeing, oh, I can get. At one point, I think he was three to one, Trump, seven to two. You know, before he come back in to odds on and to one to seven, I think people are just looking at the exit polls and the results as they're coming out, and they're assuming, oh, he's ahead, he's not going to get caught. But it was always going to be the way Trump told the Republican voters not to vote 
by mail, even though he's voted by mail for I don't know how many years. He basically said, look, turn out on election day, get your voting done there. We don't want the skullduggery of, of postal votes. Now, when they start counting votes on election night, once the polling's finished, they start counting the votes from the day and then they work their way to the mail-in votes. So you listen to any political commentator going into it. Bernie Sanders released a video on it. I think it was an interview with Jimmy Kimmel or one of the talk show lads basically saying, look, Trump is going to have a lead. And don't be surprised if he starts declaring victory once he's got a lead, as he did, which was absolutely insane. Intelligence needed to be the president. So as a resident and U.S. citizen, I say we vote and I vote to get rid of us. There's never been a time I can remember when we had anyone in office in ignorant. Now we got evidence that he committed treason. We all want him gone. Now we got a reason. How we gonna believe in a country when the leader is a racist bigot and a cheater? The land of the free and the home of the brave. And if Trump have his way, then we all gonna be slaves. And the fact that he's praised by some lets us know that America. As I say, like, you called it though, Steve, didn't you? You said this is potentially just the start of the madness. What if he refuses to leave the White House, which could still potentially happen? You yeah, have the foresight for once. He's erected a wall, hasn't he? Apparently, I know he's been building the wall, fucking on the Mexican border for a while. But they've erected a wall outside the White House now, haven't he? By all accounts, so I don't know. Cross his right, yeah. <laughs> Potentially, yeah, he could turn into fucking swampy, couldn't he? The old 90s eco-warrior, I think, just... Uh... <laughs> the old tree-hugger, yeah. Bit of a funny one, lad, on the election. Um, I was caught off guard slightly by Arwen, the cleaner. Yeah. Good lad, and bit of a bit of a scally-like, but, but like, un- unassuming. He's, he's, he's sound, good, good lad. Yeah. Uh, I have a gab with him every now and then, and uh, certainly didn't expect him to be... Uh, well versed on the uh, American politics no so uh, he caught me massively off guard the other week I think it was the week before the election I was grabbing to him as you usually do like just call some sort of outside a little bit of small talk with the uh, with the a bit of small cleaner, talk yeah, yeah as, as you do he was like alright that and I was like alright mate it's okay he was like yeah yeah it's a big one next week isn't it so I'm like I haven't got a clue what he's on about like, I didn't know whether like his bed was expecting or yeah. You settle for the business or, or the what? Footy, the footy, maybe. Uh, footy fixture coming up, the Masters, maybe. Yeah, well, exactly. I certainly didn't think he was talking about the presidential campaign over it, or presidential election over in America. So I, I didn't commit to any. I, just, I said, what's that? What are you on about? Like, he went to presidential election. I went, oh, over in America, jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, right, so you're into that, are you? He's like, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, it's a big, big one, isn't it? I was like, yeah, it is really, isn't it? So I don't know whether he had a bet or not, but he was, uh, he was quite like, keen on Trump's chances, like, and thought it would be easy work for him. And Yeah. He, he, he then went on to discuss uh, how Joe Biden's son, or Sleepy Joe's son, who we all know has got a bit of a background. Yeah, uh, Hunter. According to the window cleaner, at least. Yeah, it was he was going to damage his chances and... The Republican Party were going to release something about Sleepy Joe's son every day, building up to the election on the on the Tuesday. Wow! Which was completely going to damage his chances, basically. And one of those things they were going to release was um, so basically when he was telling me this, sorry, I was just saying it's a bit of a smear campaign by the sounds of it, which mm. is obviously part of the parcel of any, any election. Really, he's like, no, no, there's more to it than that. It's not a smear campaign. 
And he then went on to tell me about um, how there's footage of him um, with uh, Obama's daughter in a hotel room. Wow. With, um, and he reckons there was some 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 uh, peak on the side and with their credit card or something covering it with their name on the credit card just to prove that it was actually here. Wow. I mean, I thought that was going to be enough to, to damage his chances. So anyway, I hit him with... Cokefield romp with an ex-president's daughter. Obviously, you get my vote. <laughs> like, but just doing it for laughs. Absolutely. But he weren't happy. Just, just weren't happy. Just looked at me with a vacant look and they asked me to open the side gate so that he could do the uh, the windows around the back of the house. It sounds like you might have really offended the leader of the broad green Republican Party there. He said... <laughs> he, he sounds good, though, you know. Usually I have a bit of a laugh with him. Yeah. Daughter gets back... All he looked at me is just this 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 stoic look on his face. Uh, open your side gate, please, lad. So I can do the windows in the back. And that was it. I've seen him since, and he's blanked me. So wow, wow, yeah. So he he, he went off. down. He, he must he must have lumped on Trump. He must have had he must some stuff to find. He must think Except. you're an, uh, he must think you're a snowflake lefty. I reckon by the sound of things, it sounds like I won't be surprised to see him scuttling up them ladders with his maga cap on next time next time he's around. I thought it's a good one there, though, lad. I thought I met him with a good one. Yeah. What a little fucking... Yeah, he, go, quip. he goes up in my estimations, Hunter Biden, if he's been having a little roll around in, in, a, in a hotel suite with, 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 a, with an Obama. Yeah, why not? Well, that's it. Cold feel wrong with the president, ex-president's daughter. Get my vote. It was a big election, though, lad, and, and you know they say it's it's the biggest for hundred odd years, don't they? And which way the country is going to go, America, and that kind of influences how the world's going to go. But I mean, so many people have uh, have took interest in it. We had honestly, we had John King on CNN. Fucking hell! Stay all that thought, sorry. Go on. Go ahead. It's not the window cleaner, is it? You there, Popey? What's happened there? I think the leader of the tea parties got him in a chokehold there. Yeah, just the window cleaner, lad. He dared me out to the window there. Wasn't too happy. It's not the window cleaner, is it? No, I would have got him on if it was the window cleaner. I would have told him to come upstairs and, uh, yeah, just have a, have a five minutes with us. But no, it was a uh, delivery man. What do, you make of the, what do you make of the protest? I'm sure the window cleaners are not accepting the results. I mean, Labrooks, lad, took till every other bucky. I got a little bit, as I say, a little bit of six to four on Biden with Boyle Sports. They paid out soon as Fox and CNN announced that he'd won the election. Labrooks were holding on to it like the fucking balls. I think Rudy Giuliani's the head trader, possibly. They didn't pay out till Monday. At one point, I spoke to the customer <laughs> services, lad. And they said, we'll be paying out when Joe Biden takes his oath. I was fucking sweating cops. Like, that's January. A cold winter full of COVID. He might never have made it, might he? He still might not. <laughs> so who did you have your bet with? Labrooks? Labrooks, yeah. They eventually paid out on a Monday. Someone threw a Twitter account up. So I think it was called at Labrooks payout on Joe Biden. So, so I was putting a bit of a... A bit of industry pressure on them. So they bit of heat on them, yeah. Yeah, they finally paid out, but yeah, it, it was relentless, lad. I was up, I was engrossed in it, I was watching, I had Fox News on the iPad, I had CNN, I had Andrew Neil on the phone. I, um, <laughs> I At one point, at one point, me and me and Uncle Douglas went back and forth as uh, as Andrew Neil and uh, Nigel Farage. Andrew, 
answer me this one question, please. Do you, uh, do you keep your cocaine under your wig? Well, Nigel, I, I don't see how that question is uh, relevant to this campaign. How you stay awake for such long periods of time, it absolutely baffles me, Andrew, at your age. I am uh, deeply, deeply suspicious of what's going on here. <laughs> on, <laughs> I think about nine o'clock in the morning, that was very, very delirious fucking piss-taking going on I tell you what, there. don't like these bookies are quick enough to take dough off you. But fucking, it's like getting blood out of a stone half the time, getting money back from the minute, even if you have a winner. It is. What do you think, Popey? Do you think there's some school... I think with every election there's skullduggery gone on. I think there's dead people voting. There's probably illegal immigrants voting. Uh, do you think it's any different to any other year? Do you think Trump has been... You know, there's been this big conspiracy to get rid of him or do you just think he's he's a fucking sore loser? A, a little bit like yourself with your master's picks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's a little bit of corruption, naturally. And uh, as I've said before on the podcast, anyone who's seen House of Cards will will know that. Obviously, it's, it's it's glorified on that, and you can say it might be slightly exaggerated, but there's certainly a little bit of corruption that goes on. As to what extent, I don't think we'll ever know, to be honest with you, but the, the decisions being made, the results in, and I think Trump, as reluctant as he is, is just going to have to accept it, any ultimately. Interesting. We'll watch this space. I think it's gonna be a. I think it's gonna be very, very interesting viewing. Usually, they work very closely, don't they? The incumbent presidents and the uh, the presidents elect. But apparently, there's been no communication so far. Between, <laughs> between. Of course, well, there's not going to be, is there? Let's be honest. Sounds a little bit like me and you last week, Popey. There's very much of a Biden and Trump dynamic here, isn't it? I think. <laughs> yeah. Who's who? Bugsy Trump. <laughs> You're definitely Trump. Full of confidence and bluster. Well, I'm fucking... <laughs> Not much substance, though, no? No. I, I'm well-researched and stuttering along, but keep getting shouted down by the uh, the louder, <laughs> the louder, more confident gas bag, I reckon. Full of Alzheimer's. <laughs> fucking feel full of Alzheimer's at the moment. Should we move on? While we're on Trumpy, should we move on to the Keegans of the week, Pope? Uh, Pope? 34 caps. He's not scored. Do you now? You know him better than anybody, probably. Do you back him to score quickly? Yes or no? Yes. Oh, oh, has to. Oh. Argentina go through and England go out. I did put up a couple of yours and a couple of mine on the Instagram from last week that we couldn't we couldn't get into last week's show with not recording one. Obviously, you said very kind of you. I did see that, yeah. But me books bounced back this week, I may add. So yeah, short lived anyway. That Keegan of the week. Go on. Do you want to do you want to crack on? Yeah, I mean, let's have a little look. I've got a few down here. I, I think from the last show, I said that the Steelers and Pats had actually had twenty Super Bowl wins. Uh, that's a lie. That's ridiculous. Six they've had each. I don't know what. what wow. What stats I was looking at there. You're so misinformed, lad. <laughs> the, the one thing you need, really, when you're going to do a sports betting podcast, you need an informed opinion, really, don't you? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? 
can't you, you need to be getting stuff right and you need to be accurate with the, the, the information you're given. We're just none of that really, are we? No, no, no. You're, you're tipping Deshaun, bro. He's not even got green books, I'm fucking saying. Well, he doesn't just... even exist really, does he? Not that I know of Deshaun, bro. Again, <laughs> Deshaun, bro. It's just how I pronounce them. I don't. I don't know what it is. It's 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 stuck in the head. Jimmy Lee submitted one. Well, messaged me. I, I say we we've given a few mentions, haven't we, this week? Basically, Tony Cascarino. Tony Cascarino. Sorry, had written an article about. Um, You're on a nightmare with names today. It's been it's been such a long. I feel like Biden at the end of the election here. At the at the end of the campaign, it's been such a long morning. This trying to get this together. Oh, it's it? awful. Yeah. That that microphone's not not other than a door stop for me, you know. <laughs> Fucking disgrace. Tony Cascarino, anyway, had written an article saying that Mo Salah's dive against was it Sheffield United? It must have been was an insult to the game that Nobby Styles loved uh, on the back of <laughs> Nobby Styles' death. And he'll be turning in his grave and all that and all that. Uh, I'd argue that. Nobby Styles' family were probably more aggrieved by that headline than Nobby's death a couple of weeks ago, I reckon. <laughs> Would you not agree? Obviously, Nobby Styles passing, really. I think that's when he came out with it. That was my understanding, anyway. Did you get sent it as well, did you, Pope? Yes. What, what a... Well, it wasn't even a dive, though, was it? It was a penalty, and it wasn't even a consensus one at that. No, no, it was absolutely very hard. Well, no one thought it. it was consensus other than Tony Cascarino, but... I wouldn't pay too much attention what he's got to say. No one else does, really. No, no. Um, obviously, Donald Trump is in there for Keegan of the Week again. Uh, declaring victory was crazy, wasn't it? Robert Mugabe playbook, I think, unheard of in America. I think Trump's got to go in there. Uh, well, hugely entertaining again. Hugely yeah. entertaining. Yeah, of course. Of course, hugely entertaining. I think Bob Adams got to go in there. I think he said that uh, Terence Crawford would beat Pacquiao and Errol Spence on the same night. I think that's a bit. <laughs> I think that's you're, just, you're, you're dipping in and out again, lad. But yeah, I, I got I got the gist of that. So basically, Crawford would beat Adam Spence and Pacquiao on the same night, according to Bob Adam. Yeah, yeah. Is that just? P- yeah. hey, sorry, lad. Sorry, sorry. Peak Pacquiao or Pacquiao was he just is now? now? Just now, he, he'd be happy to make the fight on the same night for him to fight Pacquiao and Errol Spence by all accounts. So. I don't know. I think Errol Spence does him. You know, lad. Errol Spence is brilliant. I if, if his catch hasn't had. He'll effects that it, it might well have done. Who knows? Has he fought since his car crash, Errol Spence? No, no. And it's next month, Danny, Danny Garcia, which is a pretty pretty tough task coming back from a car wreck, isn't it? If he's had no ill effects from that, then if it's the Errol Spence of old, can't seem to be Crawford, you know what? They really, yeah, really rate Errol Spence. I do. Really racing. Well, we'll get on to boxing. We'll get on to boxing and such. I think the last... Have you got any Keegan's of the week yourself? My last one would be... And I think he's the winner for me. I think Bryson DeChambeau has got to win it this week. He basically said that he should make Augusta a par 67 for him and everyone else plays to the 72. He's basically saying he could give the field five shots. That was one of his uh, his last... Well, I heard about this, lad, all the way through commentary last week. Obviously, Colts arse took exception to it. But I thought, I, I must admit, it's all second-hand information. My understanding of it was he'd said it's a par 67. I didn't realise there was the caveat in there. It should be 67 for him, 72 for everyone else. Is that what he said? I think he? I think that's what he was hinting at. Like, yeah, yeah, he was going to win by so much. He was going to basically bomb it and destroy it. Brilliant. Prick couldn't find his ball, on the, as you say, in the first round, could he? 
<laughs> it was like Moscow Bar and Park I was, I was waiting for him to drop one out of his pockets. <laughs> I was going to say, you said to me, it reminded you of Moscow in the bushes, yeah? <laughs> the... He didn't drop a pinnacle out of his pocket like Moscow, though, did he? He, he can't afford pinnacles, that cunt. He just plays with top flights, doesn't he? <laughs> I, don't know, I, don't know, um, I don't know if Bryson will be able to afford pinnacles. Fucking the amount of money he's spending on, the, on his shopping. More than anything, 7,000 yeah, 7, oh, calories God. a day. Yeah. My God. Any Keegan... this, you could argue, I, I don't want to do it because obviously I'm, uh, I'm a DeChambeau fan, but you could potentially put his, um, his negative COVID-19 or his... his, his, his uh, <laughs> What he had to say after his second round, he reckons he was full of uh, COVID-19, didn't he? After his second round, just doesn't feel right out there, dizzy, yeah. only for it to turn back a negative test and for his performance in days three and four to not really pick up. I think Bryson uh, I think Bryson wins the Keegan of the Week this week, surely, Popey, do you reckon? Yeah, but again, you've got to, you've got to appreciate the humour. Of course. And you know, he'll be a massive character, lad. I think, obviously, these sportsmen... I think what they have to say a lot of the time, or anyone lad who's in who's in the uh, public eye, I think whatever people say a lot of the time is taken too literally. Yeah, and we don't into the fact that these people might just be absolute massive characters. Yeah, like I, Ronnie Sullivan's interviews, people take them too literally. They're like, oh fucking hell, he's off his head. But he might just have a little bet with one of his mates. Yeah, listen to this lad. I'll just chat shit here in the interview. Yeah, right. So he might be a massive character. I right? he's a scientist. Might be the crazy scientist, and he might be saying to his boys, yeah. Is a grand of a fucking say this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Who knows? I, and by the way, Paul, say it's too literally even in the public eye. Saying it tongue in cheek, and now everyone's fuming. Well, it, this is it, and it's all good for clicks. It's all good for the spotlight, isn't it? You know, he's going to get more followers on the back of these comments. It's good for golf. I hate these grumblings of people saying, "Ah, oh, it's a disgrace. It's not the way golf should be played." You know, I think it's great for the game. I think it's a spectacle. It, it, it's it's almost cult around it, isn't it? That the following he's getting, and I, I think. Yeah. Just accept it. Just it's embrace the profile it. Profile of, of, of golf ultimately, and it's making it a little bit more endearing to, to the younger audience, and you know what I mean, rather than these old stuffy farts. Absolutely. Yeah. The controversy, lad, never hurts anyone really, has it? It didn't. It didn't. Speaking of controversy, should we move on? We mentioned a bit of boxing there, lad. Should we slip into the uh, the fight game? Did you watch Katie on Saturday night? Did you watch Katie Taylor? Or? What's going on? No one has ever boxed like Katie Taylor in the female code. <laughs> You know, the movement, the shot selection, the bodywork, the head, and the discipline that she, get, she she applies to her camp life, to her career. She's a, you know, I don't embarrass her, but she's an absolute role model to every young individual. Male, female, it doesn't matter. If you dedicate yourself to your passion, to your dream, you can make it. And there's not a day goes by where she's not thinking about improving. Um, no, I didn't. No, um, I sound like an absolute misogynist, yeah. Yeah. but... Just women's boxing isn't for me, really. I don't know what it is, but yeah, no, just, just, just not for me, and it's not something I'd take much, much of an interest in. I didn't plan. I, what, I didn't plan yeah. to watch it, lad. I didn't plan to. I mean, I love watching Katie Taylor. I think she's got, she's got the skills of any of any male fighter uh, around the weight. I think she's fucking superb. I think if you threw it in with some of the British lightweights at the moment, she'd probably take care of Lee Selby. Wouldn't surprise me if she. Uh, she filled him in like if they if they made that fight and it, it was great to see Katie with all the belts and showcasing her skills. But at the same time, lad, the reason I wasn't gonna watch it is because same old story, she was once a fifty to win with some bookies. 
And is that a world title fight, is it, Steve? It's a world title fighter, and maybe she's not the best example of matchroom mismatches because she is just so head and shoulders above the competition, isn't she? She is a legend of the game, and the game's got a long way to go. Depth-wise and competition-wise with women's boxing, the Spanish girl she was fighting, lad, she didn't look like she knew how to throw a punch. I don't know who she's been fighting out in Spain. She's 13 fights undefeated. She is the mandatory opponent, but, lad, it was horrible. You know, if it was a fight in a park, you'd have stopped it after a, a couple of minutes. It wasn't a shred of competitiveness in it. She just got web basically for the uh, for the ten rounds. I, I just I don't want to tune into that lad. People talk about like the UFC being brutal and these one sided slaughterings that you get on on the match room where he's showcasing a, one of his stars. They're, they're no good, lad. They're no good for viewing. Certainly no good from a gambling angle either. Well, women's professional boxing, certainly in the UK, is is relatively new. So I don't yeah. think there's much there's much depth to it. No, domestically on 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 a world level, you see. So I think in time, similar to obviously UFC, that's that's I don't know. Is UFC women's fight being professional? Longer than boxing, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, lad, I was going to say, yeah, what is the difference there? You know, I'm pretty new to being a UFC fan myself, but there was a couple of competitive mm. female fights there on Saturday night. And just again, the card in general, Pope, yes, I did stay up. I felt a little bit um, <coughs> unfulfilled after the matchroom card, after the Taylor card. So I stayed up and watched a bit of the UFC before the Kelbrook fight. So are you into, are you quite, regardless of, of gender, you'd, you'd quite. Happily watch a, a boxing match, whether it be a woman, women's fight or or a men's fight. I don't know what it is with me. I don't know. Where, you could argue I'm more of a f- feminist than a, a misogynist. The fact that I don't like to see two women fighting, I don't know what it is. You see, but wouldn't but, a feminist argue that you know we should be able to do exactly the same as men? You know, we're athletes. We we want to we want to earn our crust whatever way we want. Why can men fight and and we can't? You know, Katie's quality. Like, oh, I, I, I get I get the whole equality debate, but I'm just. Spectator. Yeah, lad, yeah. It, obviously, it's got a long way to go, but as I say, I'd have to have a look at when UFC's women women's division was uh, was professional, like you're saying, because I just find the skill level, depth-wise, is so much more. Maybe more women are getting into the UFC than they are than they are boxing, unfortunately. I think it's probably that, to be honest, yeah. I just think there's got to be better things to watch on a Saturday night. Yeah. Women's boxing, personally, got to be. Can't, can't suppose there's been many people tuning in to watch that especially well, uh, with the, the fight and Katie Taylor aside yeah and I think if you're tuned in to watch it, you've got to ask some serious questions of yourself the, put it this way like the UFC card the shortest price I think there were six fights on Saturday the shortest price was one to two all competitive virtual pickums. The slight underdog dog won five of the six fights. Cool as a cucumber on the other side. Touch of the gloves are underway. This fight clock is brought to you by Modella. Abdul Razak Al Hassan is in the gold. He's minus 220 as a sizable favorite here, plus 180 on the other side for Chaos Williams in the black. He has landed two very, very heavy leg kicks already. Oh, and there's a third. They're heavy. They're going to do damage. Somebody's got the legs to handle it. I'll take out Hassan's thighs. Well, yeah, when you look at those thighs, my word. Stop, 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 Wow! Chaos Williams bringing the chaos once again. Are you kidding me? Look at that. He is stiff as a board. Again, I know we're always matching UFC and, and certainly matchroom cards. But... <laughs> I'll have lost shit again. You sound mad.
Honest to God. mad. Oh my God. Has it gone like. Are you sound great, lad? <laughs> You're coming through clear, but it's no good if you can't hear what I'm saying, is it? It's your internet. I know it is, of course. It's your yeah. internet. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, yeah, we know that. It's shit. What about now? <laughs> we know that. <laughs> that was repressed anger there, lad, yeah. I'm tethering. I'm tethering. It's so bad. What about now? Yeah, go on, sorry. Yeah. So, Katie Taylor. <laughs> As I say, <laughs> let's just move on. Women's <laughs> box, shite. Move on. It's a work. It's definitely a work in progress. Women's boxing and Katie Taylor. This is this episode by the sounds of it. <laughs> Katie Taylor has got to get better competition, hasn't she? Maybe mandatories don't work. I, I, I don't know. Maybe she needs to. They need to pick better, more competitive fights because. That was terrible, lad. I don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch a woman get her ears boxed in for 10 rounds who's completely out of a death. It's not good. Exactly. Shite. Crap. And speaking of people out of the death, did you catch... Something not, not, not nice about it. Yeah, it wasn't like... nice. Yeah. I, and I think Eddie's Eddie's got a bit of blood on his hands. I mean, I don't know how some, not particularly women's boxing, but just matchroom cards in general, I don't know how some of them are getting sanctioned when some of his Olympians or some of his world champions are, are fighting... Complete tomato cans who are just there to get filled in. I, I, I don't know how that's even like health wise that can be green lighted on, on a health front, you know, on a safety front. Yeah, as I say, it's, it's, it's not something I'll be tuning into anytime soon. Like, no, did you tune into Brooke Crawford stateside? Did you catch um, any of that, Kobe? Yeah, I, I, I pay more attention to that, put it that way, than the Katie Taylor card. This when I was expected, really, didn't it? And yeah. I said, I maybe didn't expect them to. Get him out of there as early as he did, but I was convinced that Crawford would win in a stoppage. Like I think it's another example of um, of Eddie mismatching, doesn't it? I, I think what we've seen there on Saturday night probably goes back to Kelbrook being thrown in with Golovkin uh, to save Eddie's pay per view all them years ago and having his orbital bones broken. The poor prick has been walking around like David Blunker for I don't know how long, hasn't he? What do you make of that lad back in the day? Do you think? <laughs> Do you think do you think Kel Brook's career has been uh, has been cut short on the on the back of that fight really, or do you think he's earned enough with that Golovkin fight and the Errol Spence one before to to kind of retire retire happily and not be too regretful about his career? I think the uh, you, you certainly lost nothing in defeat. To, to, well, I say you lost nothing in defeat. Losing to the likes of Golovkin and Errol Spence is certainly no no shame. You're talking to. Uh, pound for pound, in my opinion, anyway, certainly top. What's well, Golovkin's top ten pound for pound in the last? Well, 10. he was at the time. He was un- undoubtedly top five, I'd say, at the time, wasn't he, Popey? No, no, but I'm Sam Sosa's is going up, but back. The, I, I'm saying this sort of essentially going back to the last twenty years. Yeah, and then Errol Spence by the end of his career will probably be seen as in being in the same similar company. So to lose to those two, certainly no embarrassment, but I think ultimately. The start of the demise for his career was, yeah, Golovkin. And he hasn't been the same since, ultimately. He's got his face punched in, didn't really. So I think he probably lives to regret that one, to be honest with you. And I think it was a little bit, just, just I think he was mismanaged, really, by putting him in the ring with, with someone as big as a Golovkin. Yeah, uh, bit irresponsible. Respo- his face broke at the end of the day. Yeah. So I think that, that that's proof, all the proof you need that, yeah, he was he was mismanaged by Eddie, and I suppose you could look at that in 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 a, in a such a way that does he not really care for his fighters or mm. Kelbrook he wanted to fight, but 
the same time, as his promoter, yeah, you've got to you've got to manage him and manage the situation better, really. But he had the pay per view data Phil, didn't he? I think that's the way Eddie's looked at it, and he had this chance of having this big superstar over and kicking his brand on, and I think he has been a little bit lamb to the slaughter, but at the same absolute mason. But at the same time, lad, has he has he brought it on himself a little bit, Brooke? I know he left Frank he left Frank Warren, didn't he? Who'd brought him right the way through his career and jumped over to Eddie. I was talking to Mark Davis, MD Fitness, about after he'd won the belt of Sean Porter. Obviously he got himself into that trouble and got stabbed in Tenerife. Has he kind of created his own karma a little bit, Kelbrook? That was mad. Well, what was going on there in Tenerife? Potentially, yeah, potentially. I think at the same time, that was his promoter. He's got a duty of care to his fighters. And that was probably lacking with the uh, with the Golovkin, Golovkin fight. But I do what you're saying there. Yeah. Uh, that was mad that after he won Port- B. Porter and then he got stabbed, didn't he? Almost died in Tenerife. Mm. Backstory to that, not ever came to light, did it? Yeah, there was, there was certain... Uh... Suggestions, wasn't it? Insinuations that it was there. Insinuations, a... yeah. That I've uh, one of them is that he was looking to party, and he might have been looking to get some uh, some other sort of substances. Yeah. yeah, and he's he's gone back to a bit of an uh, an unpleasant a party Yeah, I think so. And and he's been jumped. Basically, someone tried to jump him for his watch. Another one is that there was possibly an, uh, a sexual element to it, wasn't there? And he'd gone back looking for a bit of a uh, a bit of loving, a bit of a. Uh, a bit of man time, shall we say? Yeah. Uh, there's been rumours on that bit front, of, hasn't it? A bit of Johnny Cakes, yeah. Morning, Vince. Usual? Been dreaming of those Johnny Cakes. Can't be Jim, Johnny Cakes. <laughs> a little bit of veto action. Once it is Philip, once it is Phil of Johnny Cakes. <laughs> Absolutely, and it's uh, it's not gone right. But whatever the reason, I think he got two million on Saturday, Kel. I think he spent a lot of his career chasing that Amir Khan fight as well. I think that really stalled him, lad. He was old now for Khan, wasn't he, and chasing that fight rather than going to America like he did for the Porter fight and got paid well for that. He maybe should have been doing a little bit more on that front. Should we talk a bit more about Crawford, lad? He was actually the one who won the fight on Saturday night. As good as his record is, you know, in terms of... Yeah, Amir Phil, huge Terence Crawford fan, isn't he? Yeah, 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 I may feel Wayne, right? Yeah, he's looking at he's got Jimi Hendrix on one shoulder, hasn't he? Oh, um, absolutely idolise him. So whenever I whenever I see Crawford's one, I always spare a thought of Phil. Yeah. And uh, imagine how happy he is, because yeah, he's a uh, he's a hero, isn't he? Terence Crawford. He is, and I get it. He's a very skilled fighter. He's a fighter who loves to get in there and finish, doesn't he? He doesn't really posture and ponder around, does he? Once he's got someone in, he gets stuck in and he, he finishes the job. But when is he going to have this breakout fight, Popey? I mean, I seen a good tweet saying that Leonard fought Duran when he was twenty four years old. Marky fight. Terence Crawford's thirty three. Can you tell me a, a Marky name he's had? He, he hasn't had a big fight yet, has he? Well, you could you could you could use that same methodology really for Dustin John and Don Johnson. He's thirty six. You know what I mean? And and up until. Sunday really he hadn't had the marquee victory. So I mean, if you want to go he's on the same lines as that, then uh, he's still got three years in his favour, Terence. What happens now? So does um will Crawford fight the winner of Spence Garcia? It's just dead hard to make, isn't it? It's Bob Adam, it's Al Heyman. I think Al Heyman knows that he's got a full batch of welterweights that he can put Spence in against. It sounds like the chase in the Pacal fight post press conference. 
he was calling out more Pacquiao. I think they feel that that's just going to be unmakeable at the moment. Crawford. How old Pacquiao? Is he 50 yet? Nah, 40, 42, I think, something like that now, Pacquiao, maybe. I know he's still Andy, but he's a little bit of a... I know he's still Andy, mate, but he's still a bit of a spent force. He's certainly not the fighter he was. So I don't think it's uh, showing much aspiration, really, is it? it, it it's it's not, it's not, lad, but you say this. Who he is. But I was listening to the Nuthouse, lads. Steve Wellens, big shout-out to Steve, put our... Uh, our last episode out on their platform, the uh, the boxing asylum. It's worth a listen if you're a boxing fan. But he was saying a couple of a couple of shows ago, he was looking at Terence Crawford's record and Manny Pacquiao's record, and you know everyone thinks you know Pacquiao's a spent name, and people are trying to get the fight with Pacquiao because of what he's done before. If you look at Pacquiao's last six fights and Crawford's last six fights, Manny Pacquiao's got the better wins. Keith Furman, I think it goes back to Tim Bradley. He's he's got better names on his record than. You know, I've done in Amir Khan, I've done in Kelbrook. Um, who else has he fought in that time? Terence Crawford? Did he, did he fight Gamboa at one point, maybe? I just feel like he has got to have a marquee fight soon. And does he need to leave Bob Arum? Does he need to cross cross the tracks and maybe sign up with Al Heyman? And is that why maybe Al Heyman's hanging off on that Errol Spence fight? I don't think it's a promoter issue. It's more of a sporting issue. And we have the same conversation and debate every year or every six months with boxing. Yeah. And that's why, obviously, UFC is as popular as it is because the best fight the best and they want to fight the best, whereas that doesn't always happen with boxing. You look at Floyd Mayweather, obviously, there's a lot of sort of his, 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 his legacy, you could argue, is tainted mm. by fighters that he ducked and dived during his career because yeah. he was just wants to protect the O. And you can maybe use the same <clears throat> same thought process for Terence Crawford and... Ultimately, while there's, there's so many different belts on the line and there's so many different promoters involved, you've got to get that in boxing. So I think it's more of a deep-rooted issue than, than just this promoter. And I think that's that's a lot of the, the appeal with the UFC is is because they've, they fight best fight the best, ultimately. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I want to see. I don't think it's a Crawford thing. I think Crawford will fight Errol Spence next month. I really do. Maybe next week. Honestly, I really think Crawford is up for the fight. But as you say... While the politics are still in the sport, I just don't see... Unless it's a mega, mega, mega fight, two heavyweights, you know, like we've seen the crossover with Tyson and Lewis and obviously the uh, the Pacquiao Mayweather fight. Unless you're going to get a huge, huge box office, I just don't think they're going to make the fight, lad, unfortunately. I really don't. But we'll see. We'll see what comes of it. Shall we move on to our <laughs> your favourite segments, the unlikely lookalikes, Popey? you can do I've got a couple this week obviously none of them are mine and I was saying to you before well not before we come on in the two hours that we were trying to set the microphones up I said to you I've probably got a hundred lookalikes of people we know yeah. who look like celebrities I find it hard to come up with an unlikely lookalike where a celebrity looks like another celebrity to be honest with you but I've been given two this week one in particular is an absolute call go on then go on you lead, you lead off with them probably I've got a massive batch here two weeks worth so go on, go on. you lead, lead off with them and I'll fly through the ones that have come well, in the first end. one and I can't argue really as much as uh, as much as it hurts the first one is from one of the listeners uh, Tom Forshaw alright Tom 
or at least I thought he was a good lad until he sent me this unlikely look alike. Apparently, and I can't really say apparently because upon further investigation after he'd sent it to me, I was having a look at Google Images and I do think he's a bit of a ringer for me. Apparently, I look like Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. I can definitely see that. Like. Yeah. Well, I said to him, I've often been referred to as the Mark Zuckerberg of disposable packaging in my field, but uh, never have been told to look like him. But there's a lot of truth to it when you look at it. Doesn't sound like you were the Mark Zuckerberg of uh, of your industry last week, Popey. Okay, that sounds a bit more like MySpace, that. (laughs) Tom, was it, with his fumo? Old Tom from MySpace. Sounds like you were struggling last week in your industry. Fuck knows. Yeah, so what I'm going to do now, I'm, I'm getting a uh, a beard trimmer for Christmas, so I'm, I'm literally, just because I want to distance myself as much as possible from the Mark Zuckerberg comparisons, I'm just going to have a beard now for the rest of the time. Yeah. Because yeah. I think it's clean shaven and those rosies are out. I've got me a receding hairline. I think our facial features are quite similar, to be honest with you. Little blue t shirts. To disguise it. I can try and distance myself from it. A little blue t-shirt, like he wears same same t-shirt every day, doesn't he? Same dress sense, really. Same dress sense, yeah. same facial features, similar amounts of success in our respective fields. So yeah, the, 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 the comparisons don't just stop at the, uh, the lookalike. Same. I'll get that one up. I'll get that one up, definitely. Um, I've had a strange one as well, myself. Well, here's another one. Hang on a go minute. On, go on, go on, go on, Pope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's slow, slow your roll there, brother. The next one is from Mark Mark Davis, MD Fitness. There's a little bit of it to it, but certainly in the eyes. He reckons Trent, Trent Alexander-Arnold looks like Ralph Little. <laughs> I, can see, I can see it. I can see it. Definitely. The eyes, he told me it's all in the eyes, yeah. Oh, let me get that down. I'll have to get that up on the Instagram. Trent, Trent Alexander-Arnold and Ralph Little. I think Ralph Little fancies himself as as good at a fullback as, uh, as our mate Trent, doesn't he, really? Good, yeah. But if, for anyone who doesn't know Ralph Little, shame on you. But if you don't, you'll know him as uh, from royal family fame, amongst Le- other things. Lechio. Le- yeah. Anthony from uh, from the royal family. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Alexander- see, that You've that's... also got a pint of lager and a packet of crisps. A pint of lager and a packet of crisps, whatever it is. That's what I'm talking about, Popey. That's an unlikely lookalike. Interracial, perfect is well, right, Mark. Oh, we, we knew, we, knew we, we discussed this, me and Mark. We knew you'd like that for the bonus points, the interracial, yeah. Well, I've got one of them myself from uh, Jake Nolan from Sefton FC on Instagram, which is a great community footy team. If you want to check them out, they're, they're doing boss stuff in, uh, in amateur footy. But big Jake Nolan has submitted one for me. I've never had this one, lad. I've had some in the past. And I know I've shaved my head and that now, and it's an interracial one again. Reckons I look like Rivaldo. <laughs> the former Barcelona and Brazilian star. You you don't, don't look like the Rivaldo of old, but Rivaldo must be knocking, must be 50-odd now, so you, could, you probably do look like him now. Is that what you reckon we need? A little bit more of a it's modern... Football in Korea. We need a little bit more of a modern uh, picture of Rivaldo to get up on the Instagram. Rivaldo? You certainly don't play like Rivaldo. No, no. Similar injuries. More like fucking Ronaldo, me. My knees. <laughs> more like his tubby mate. Jake also threw in... Uh... <laughs> Genie Sach and Park Ji Sung used to play for Man United. Wow, that's like that's the maddest one I've ever heard. 
Jenny Sack. I bet you're all loving that, aren't you? You've got the interracial and then you've got different, you've got non-gender specific as well. Interracial, different gender, as you say, Italian and Korea. It's just fantastic. Different weights. What are they about fucking £200 apart? Factor well, that, you could argue that was the birth of um, the unlikely lookalikes. I think it was episode two or three where you referred to Louise's Jenny Sack. <laughs> I think that was the very first wow. one on the, uh, on the podcast, weren't it? No, that's, it our, some... that's your interpretation. Wait. That was your interpretation, Popey. I never said anything of the sort. There he is, John. Look, I'm sorry I missed the Legless Nursing School graduation. Unforgivable. But I made it up to him. Stick it in your ass. Hey, can I talk to you? What the fuck, John? Keep him away from me. Robert Gavin has put in, you might have to search this one, because like, I don't think you'll know her. She's a 90s or early 2000s presenter. Still think she knocks about Channel 5 on a Jeremy Vine's show, what used to be the right stuff. Lowry Turner, I think her name is, or Lowry Turner, with Andrea Perlo from Robert Gavin. Have a look, search here. Lowry Turner. L-O-W-R-I Turner, yeah. Name, and that's Bad Robert name. Gavin, one of the original founders of Halcyon magazine. He's a listener. He doesn't do social media a little bit like yourself, but he uh, jumped on WhatsApp and, and sent me that one. Said he's been listening to the podcast. And do you know what, lad? It's it's. It, I'm still can't fully grasp it, but I'll tell you one thing. It certainly proves it's proven to be popular with our listeners, isn't it? That's absolutely. Have you seen it's it? It's an action for this segment alone. What are you saying about Lowry, Lowry Turner? Andrea Perlo or yeah, what? Um, certainly in the hair, yeah. There's some, re- some pictures, yeah, that I'm looking at Google Images. Some of the more recent ones, yeah. Obviously not so much back in the day. So, yeah, there's certainly a, a resemblance to the two of them. Like, There's a couple we put up on the Instagram that I'm not sure if you've seen. Uh, the ones I want to throw at you because I just want to see what your reaction is and what you make of them. So, Beansy from The Sopranos, he's got two. A post-marriage breakdown, Brendan Rogers. <laughs> And then his other one, Beansy. So I like the caveat in there as well, you see, yeah. Yeah. So th- th- this could be how it continues to evolve, the unlikely lookalike segments. Do you know what I mean? We could, we could we could throw little sorts of caveats in there like that. Yeah. Post, let's break down, I like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a little a little description, a little time period of when... It's not extra bit of detail. Yeah, when they look like them. And then Beansy. I like it, yeah, yeah, I like it. Have you got it? Have you searched Brendan? Well, you know what Brendan looks like. You can sort of see that with Beansy, can't you? But it... Oh, come on, lad. Fucking hell, are you talking? You're talking to the Oracle here. You're talking to the football pundits. You know who Brendan Rogers is. Wait with yourself. <laughs> okay, well, Brandon. let's see how this wonderful. one goes. Let's see how this He's one goes. Wonderful, Brendan. Brendan, a real. Oh, Brendan. Brendan. Fantastic. Fantastic. How's your He's Brendan? A wonderful. Ah, uh, the voice. <laughs> your, your, your noise has gone completely cerebral pause. Your, 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 your noise, your voice has gone completely cerebral pause here, mate. Look, we, we've just got a ba- we've just got a battle through this, like uh, Brendan with his divorce proceedings, haven't we? We've just he's got. A, a, he's a wonderful human being. He's great. He's a, he's a great man. Beansy and Sadio Mane is just a tremendous one. They're both from. <laughs> oh, that's just that's mental. They're man, both from Liam Rowlands on Instagram. That is fucking fantastic. Beansy, I appreciate the uh, Liam. I appreciate the inputs. Thanks for listening. But have a word with yourself, there, mate. Beansy, why are you jumping all over it? Because the different ethnicities. Ah, it's brilliant. 
There's something in it. There's something in it. It's the forehead. They've got similar wrinkles in the forehead. There's something about the mouth. You love it because it's a black man being compared to a white man. That's it. Top, middle and bottom of it. An Italian white man as well. She's brilliant. That is fucking fantastic for me. Okay. Mick Edwards has threw in uh, Mark Albrighton, the Leicester player, with Carmela Soprano. to throw my way? What? I can't hear you, Steve. This is a fucking car crash, mate. Has it gone again? One back. Yeah, have you got Something me? Shite this. Have you got me? Well, we're not going to have an episode here, I don't think. Well, we'll we just listen. It's we're getting a new router tomorrow. We'll, we'll go from there. Mark Albrighton, the Leicester player, and Carmela Soprano from Mick Edwards. You're having that. <laughs> you should know him off the top of your head. Footy <laughs> pundit. Yeah, I know Mark Albrighton. Yeah, Carmela. No, for me, not having it. No. Sorry, Mick, he's not having it. Spoon that one, mate. That, that's the wooden spoon for me, though. Uh, really? Well, hang on. Let me submit one of mine before you do. Another Tiger Woods one. Another Jewish, white uh, comedian. Tiger Woods and Gary Shandling, a.k.a. the Larry Sanders Show. Have a little look at Gary Shandling, see what you think, if there's a bit of Tiger in him. What canyon comes off Melrose? Bullshit canyon, that's what. <laughs> Same haircut, I think, these days. Little patchy. <sighs> no, lad. Nah. Not yeah, seen I, still give, I'll still give him, as bad as that is, I'll still give Mark Albrighton and Carmela Soprano the wooden spoon. So, so Mick's getting a wooden spoon for Mark Albrighton and Carmela Soprano. I thought I could see something, but then I can see something. What's, what, what, what's a surprise there, by the way? I, I've got to say me and Zuckerberg, you know, but I know you like the Ralph Little. Trent Trent's... There's one more, you know, that went on the that's been on a, on the Twitter and the Instagram. Stephen Gerrard and James Gandolfini from Ben the Barber. Strong that's blade. brilliant, you know. I'd have seen that on the Instagram, because you've always uh, refuted it, haven't you? You've you've never accepted that one, but lad, you've got it's all in the nose. I think with that one, you've oh, got it. there's something. There's the yeah, as Katie Payne says, she inboxed me and said that's amazing. She said it's the glint in the eyes as well. There's something there, Gan- but it's the nose, the mouth, everything really, lad. Because I, really? I always thought it's a young... A That's an absolute cracker. I always thought a young Gerard looked like a young uh, Multisansi. So it's like, I don't know, maybe there's something in the casting there where they've cast them as cousins. He's fucking... Gerard and Gandolfini is genius work. I think that's the winner, isn't it? Ben the Barber. Yeah, it's got to be, to be fair, absolutely tremendous. Yeah, it's an absolute classic. Strot and Blade, Ben the Barber, I think I think you win the, uh, the unlikely lookalike of the week. We need to get some prizes lined up for this, don't we? I think... Well, first things first, we need to address the bigger issue and you need to start paying me before you start talking about prizes for our, for our so-called loyal listeners. Coming from the man who still hasn't paid his fucking debts from the Masters the weekend. Christ almighty, the irony. Well, we'll just see, we'll just see what, comes of, what comes of the COVID. Uh, I think he's got another round of testing, Bryson, uh, this week. So we'll, we'll see what comes back from that first and then wow. we'll... we'll from there. Are you sure you're not uh, trading for Labrooks on the sly? Are you sure it wasn't you holding on to them <laughs> Biden bets? Okay, Does now, it lads. monthly instalments? How does that work, Steve? That's okay. <laughs> Ten or a month till March, yeah. yeah. Just in, time, <laughs> just in time for our next Masters bet, probably you'll be paying me fucking out. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, pay, I'll pay. Should we get on to the Soho tip of the week, Popey? Should we get right into it and get out of here? This has been an absolute car crash of an episode.
Awful episode, yeah. We'll do well to get five listeners this week. Uh, I think everyone will just give up after five, ten minutes. I want to start. Obviously, I haven't got one this week. But I just want to give a reasoning behind that. Go on. So basically, just to compound the bad week I'd had in work, just to try and lift some of the misery, really. I had a few bets at the weekend. Well, two, really, in the hope that it would yeah lift, lift me spirits uh, from last week. Uh, first one of which was... On the Saturday, I'd backed a decent price, about five to two, for Brooks Kepke, Bryson DeChambeau, not Bro. Bo, yeah. And Justin Thomas to all shoot 70 or better on the Saturday. And given the... I was watching just before they were going out, or the first group were going out, and they were saying that although the greens were faster on the Saturday than what they were the first two days, the pin placements were quite kind. So I was thinking, those three are going to shoot 70, moving day, not a problem. Okay, Brooks Kepke, first home, three on there, shot of 69, brilliant. Yeah. Um, Bryson was one under, with two to play, and I was thinking, right, he's fucked it up for me. Birdie's the last two, finishes on 69, brilliant. Left to Justin Thomas, who I think at one point during the round was four under. On the 15th, he's hit the second into the 15th, and he likes it, he's loving it, he's done the club twirl, and he's probably, it's about six foot too far. So it's hit the down slope with the back, back of the green and catapulted into the water. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, dear. So, okay. Wasn't too happy about that, but he bounced back with a birdie on the 16th. So at that point, he was two under 70. Just par in. Par the 17th, no problem. I say par the 17th, no problem. His tee shot was out in the fucking the pines, but he's managed to solve a, 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 a par, at which point it was counting your money. I was like, yeah, okay, happy days. He's hit a perfect tee shot down the 18th. Perfect. Loved it. And he had about 155, 160 tops to the pin from where he was. Right side of the fairway. Lovely. He's hit his approach into the 18th. Just needing to par for me to land me best. Yeah. Uh, not only hit it into the bunker, he's plugged it. Oh. So it's plugged in the bunker, basically. Oh, not worth in golf. Not worth. So his playing partner, Cameron Smith, had also hit it in the bunker. But he had a lovely lie. Got up and down. Hit it within two foot. Yeah. So Justin Thomas was plugged, got it to within about 12 foot, so obviously missed the putt, bet down, sort of summed up me betting of late. So then anyway, I've, I've tried to fucking, for me, I've had a really, really, really big bet on the NFL on the Sunday. I'm not going to tell you what I had on it, but put it this way, the Packers were 13 and a half point favourites. Is that what the handicap was? 13 and a half spread? Yeah. Well, no, I've, I've gone with an alternative handicap. Oh. I was comfortable with four and a half points. So obviously you can imagine the odds weren't great. Oh. I'd compete for that with the stake. What are you back? Yeah. What are you what have you took here? Like a four to eleven shot? One to three. <laughs> I've gone short in the hope to win small and yeah, I'm just chasing at this point. Similar oh. to Tony in the uh, chasing it episode of the Sopranos. So four point five was the spread. The Packers won by four. Oh my god. So but not only that, Steve, up until Sunday, they turned the ball over on offence once all season. They had two turnovers, and Aaron Rodgers' interception, and the Devontae Adams, the best wide receiver in football this year, fumbled when he was clear. He was clear, and he looked like he was going to get a touchdown. Not only did he get tackled, he fumbled it. <laughs> um, the Jaguars returned a special, like a punt return from their own five-yard line for a, for a touchdown. And yeah, so that was... Uh, the Jaguars, for, any, for anyone who doesn't watch the NFL as well, the Jaguars are a terrible team now. So yep. so they were expected to get beat by the Buckies by around 14 points, two touchdowns there. So Popey's took 
what what you can do is you can take a, a smaller handicap and obviously for reduced odds. So Popey, you've took four and a half and they've won by yeah. four points. Now what you could have done, <laughs> if you'd have just rounded that down a little bit more and took minus four, you'd have got a push. Yeah, I could have got the push. You'd have got yeah, a push and got four. your money back, you'd have got a void. So Oh, it's not been a good couple of weeks for you, Popey, has it? Oh, learn from your mistake. With that in mind, would you always would you forget the the half totals when you're doing handicap betting? Popey, I very, very, very rarely take a minus handicap bet. I either back a team to win who were close enough in the odds to just to outright win. My double Sunday night was the Steelers and the Saints just to win the game, and it, for me that was quite a big price. I thought it was eight to eleven. And I again, I was chasing a bit. I lost uh, my Panthers bet. I thought the Panthers would cover the handicap against Tampa Bay. Tom Brady turned into fucking golden boy Tom Brady again, didn't he? Seems to be when I'm when I'm against them. Yep. I don't like backing minus handicaps. I'll usually like the value of someone getting points because it's just so fucking temperamental. This sport, isn't it? Anything can happen on any given Sunday. Excuse the pun. I have been losing fucking losing right now real shitty streak so your solution is to risk more and make things even worse when you start chasing it and every time you get your hands around it you're full footed backwards so that leads me on to the fact that I've learnt my lesson and I doubt I'll be having another bet really for the next month at least maybe I've learnt my lesson well and truly. I won't be doing that again on the NFL handicaps. No. The more I'll just yeah, I'll still put stuff up on here for the um, for the listeners to take advantage of. But I certainly won't be having a better. But you're keeping your powder dry, eh? Wow, Popey's hanging them up. Yeah, uh, sounds like you were nearly calling me calling you hash here yeah, for an uh, for a bridge loan, like Tony. There, it sounds like you were really <laughs> deep in the fucking weeds, Sunday. So that just compounded, yeah. The week I had really just summed it up. Perfectly, really. So, uh, yeah, glad to see the back of last week, both from a work and, and punting perspective. So, uh, yeah, nothing, uh, nothing forthcoming okay. from me. Okay. Well, I haven't been I haven't been doing bad, lad. I think John Ryan Place that was good profits. Obviously, Joe Biden, bit of a windfall off Biden over uh, early early last week. So we're, we're doing all right here this end. And I think for me, lad, I am gonna look to Andy Caps, but I'm gonna look to the footy. And I think uh, I think Spurs plus a goal at evens is one for your coupons this weekend against Man City on Saturday night. Same old story. Bucky's absolutely love Man City. Odds on again against a, a very good. Still, there, still alive. Yeah, I'm still got you, lad. Can you hear me? Terrible, this, lad. Yeah. Have you got yeah. me? What, what, what did you yeah. hear up to, lad? Me talking about Spurs. Just yeah, and then it starts to get a bit terrible pause again. Okay, so I was just saying, uh, City odds on away again against a decent team. Bucky seems to love Man City. I think City looked a bit toothless against us, really. Jose Mourinho has got the second most winning record against Pep Guardiola with six wins. So I'll after be Klopp. yeah after Klopp. Klopp's got nine. I'll be laying City half time full time of fifteen to eight on the exchanges, but. I think my tip is Spurs plus one at even money for your for your coupons. And I couldn't put anyone off actually backing Spurs to win at 16-5. to five. I think Bale will be up to speed. Kane and Son look like they're on form, all all in tandem together. I think Spurs will get something there the weekend against City. Where's it at to It's at Tottenham. Yeah, no, it's a yeah, good show, yeah. Yeah, 60... 60- you in because of my uh, sabbatical. 
But um, no, good shout. Well, you're saying this. I know you're not giving a tip this week, lad. But I'll give you a bit of stick this week for your tips. But credit you. You've been really good on Liverpool predictions. You predicted one all against City. You said Mane would be man of the match. Somehow he wasn't. I don't know how he wasn't. He got it from the BBC. Sky went with Alisson for some reason, man of the match. I can't remember him making a, an outstanding save, really, can you? Alisson, no, for the first time ever, no. Obviously, I'm the biggest Alisson fan. I've got a WhatsApp group named after him. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I don't see how he was uh, man of the match. If anything, I think he was a fall for the goal. I said this yeah, to you. Yeah, I thought um, that. But, but let's... Could have outstretched his leg in the same fashion as... Peter Schmeichel used to do with great effect back in the day, but obviously didn't do so. So, no, certainly wasn't man of the match for me. Well, we know you're not having a bet this weekend, but let's let's get a prediction for the Liverpool-Leicester game on uh, on Sunday night. Pope, you've been pretty hot on the Reds. How do you see this going with uh, with all the injuries? I feel like uh, there's a chance Andy Robertson might be out now. Apparently, Henderson come off, didn't he, against Belgium the other night? There's no, a... do you know what, Steve? I've got, a th- I've got a theory. I've got a theory with this. I think... I'll put it this way. First, first off, I think Klopp's press conference on Friday is going to be absolute box office. Can you imagine, given all the injuries we've had in the international break and how disgusted he was anyway prior to the international break with the Premier League's reluctance to use five subs? So he's already got to be in his bonus about it anyway. Yeah. And I think obviously the injuries we've picked up in the, during the international break is just going to make matters matters worse. So I think his press conference first and foremost is going to be absolute must must see on Friday. But I think Robertson and Henderson. I think Liverpool on Klopp's instructions have advised both England and certainly Scotland, Scotland. haven't already. Well, Scotland, Scotland were through, and, he, and he's he's played 120 minutes, hasn't he? You know. I think I think I think we've instructed Scotland no problem take Robertson out say what you want you know like if you want to say it's an injury fine and I know it was a Nations League game England so obviously there's there's less chance of sort of England bending the knee to Liverpool but I think on the back of the Gomez injury yeah um, we probably said take Henderson off he's having forty five minutes and again just call it a muscle strain so that there's not too much fallout I think Robertson and Henderson will play at the weekend and I think if Thiago's back as well. Which let's fuck. Let's be honest, lad. It's about time he comes back. Yeah, I think regardless of the other injuries we've got, um, I think if Fabinho and Thiago come back, then I fancy us to win three one. Okay, but little caveat in there. That's purely on the basis of Thiago and Massip and Fabinho playing at the back. Okay, well I tell you what. Let's see the teams, and I'll throw it up again on Instagram. You give us your Liverpool prediction, and we'll we'll get it up for the listeners because you've been you've been pretty good in the big games this season for Liverpool. So. Let's have a little go go at that. What about the Blue Boys? Are they going to get back to winning ways this week? Obviously, another loss before the break. Blue Mick wasn't happy. I bumped into him on the lane the other day on uh, on our road. He's really not impressed with the uh, with the dip in form. Said that. Yeah. You said the international yeah. break. We I mean that fucking international. And we couldn't get back up the top, could we? Yesterday? You know what I mean? No. You know that first international yeah, break, yeah, yeah, yeah. but we're doing well, Larry. If you get injuries, yeah. you're in the international break. Yeah. yeah. And we never recovered. No, no. We'll play you. Yeah. Southampton. Yeah. Away. Newcastle away. Yeah. And Man United. They were good, United. I thought. I thought Everton was shite. I thought Everton was shite. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was just long ball. Fucking. Hey, no play. playing. He's only the can. He's only the can. He went like that. In fairness to him, I thought he got pushed. But I thought Maguire pushed him. He said him. that, he said that. Oh, he said, yeah. Yeah. I think but, if he reviewed it, 
to the scenic off oh. course. Like. <laughs> we can't help himself, even that one. Where he was going over the I bar, know. and he like gets into his own. He's, he's like a I know. mad energy, isn't he? See, what don't have to do, Crota, you call Ian. Yeah. I can't shout out to yeah. Newcastle. Yeah, so that's gone with yeah. Methford, is that? Don't you bring Brickford back? Yeah, yeah. Where's the new goalie from? Is he from like Roman or uh, something? Or? Denmark. Oh, Denmark. He's, 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 he's a Danish lad, yeah. yeah. Something like that. And so what, has he brought him in on loan, has he? No, he bought him. In the summer? He bought him, yeah. Right, okay. It's funny, isn't it? Because he's England's number one. Southgate loves him. Oh, I think he's fucking not. Hey. But he's got a boss saving him as well. Oh, yeah. He's got a good oh, yeah. saving him. Hey, he's trying uh, to Michael. Yeah. See him each today. Oh, that Rose. one. I need to run it. And she wrote Roy Keane, sir. Roy Keane, sir. Should have saved it. You would expect the goalie to save it. And I went like that. It's he for the over. He's hard to wait, Keane, isn't he? Hey, with Peter Reid. Hey, don't match with Peter Reid with Keane. No. No, some matching in Peter Reid. Oh, with them two together? Some matching in the argument. Box office. I'd love to see that. Hey, they Keane. could come to our dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Keen Reedy, and who else will we have in there at dinner party? Frankie Frazier. Ah, oh, brilliant. He's got, has he gone now? Has he died or is he alive? One of them died. One of them died. Foreman. Right. Oh, Frazier. Yeah, one of them went. Oh, pretty boy, what's his name, died? Yeah, yeah. Did he pretty. go? I got his book. I know you sell, sold me. Brilliant. Yeah. Honest. Yeah. Is it a bit of a gimme away at Fulham or is it another potential banana skin for the Blues? Well, I thought about you, yeah, sort of crying into your, uh, your bag of Everton. Toffees the other week when they'd lost, what is it, three on the bounce? Yeah. You and Blue Mick commis- commiserating on the lane. I don't, I don't want to know what you were doing on the lane together. <laughs> but um, Just like I called it again, that, that's why, obviously, there was a little bit of rebranding being discussed a couple of weeks ago, my conversations with the pundits. Obviously, on the on the back of some of my uh, recent insights on the show, and forget me 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 picks, me betting picks. Told you what would be Everton's downfall, and that's proven to be the case. No squad depth, dodgy back line, and yeah, I'd I'd like to get Peter Reid back on if you can arrange it. Just uh, just for me to gloat and bell you if you can get him away from the Buffy. <laughs> and eating back from him, by the way. Not, not yet, no, I did. He'd got in touch with the Nuthouse lads. I don't think it was concerning our podcast, but apparently he'd, uh, he'd sent them a little message. Funny enough, that clip that I played last week, I'd missed the joke on the uh, Boxing Asylum podcast. That sound clip was actually not right after the Chisora Usyk fight. It was from five years ago, apparently. And it's a running joke that when he's when he's had a bit of a nightmare, they, they replay it and make out that uh, that he sent them the message that Monday. So, so I missed that joke. I'll be honest with you, lad. I, 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 yeah, on the back of hearing that, I, I, I instantly regretted what I'd said previously. It sounded a bit intimidating, like... Who bell you? <laughs> yeah, because that obviously listening back to the podcast, that was the first time you hear in the clip. Oh, he'll put it on you, bell you, like... If he doesn't like something you've said, he'll, uh, as I say, if you're waiting online in that uh, in that carvery when it opens back up, I think the best thing you can hope for, lad, is that, is that Boris extends this lockdown. Looking at the memories in my eyelids, they have to close before I start to be somewhere else, local to the park, but I am never asked to. There's police tape on the play area, swings in my mood, difficult times, magnificent skies. 
difficult time. No, well, at, at that point, we might have to have our straightening in the, uh, the Rocket Car Park. I'm just looking out to it now, actually. So, um, yeah, he might have to get his hands on me there. Bit, bit, bit closer to Broad Green. Because I won't be venturing into... Uh, yeah, it's a South Liverpool again anytime soon. Bit closer to Bro Green, Green Hospital might be Andy as well, mate, I think. <laughs> hey, for him, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll let you get out of here on this, Pope. This has been an absolute shambles sound-wise, but hopefully we'll sort it out next week and uh, the listeners will will bear with us. Awful. I think I think I think the vast majority of it would be on the chopping floor. I think we've got about five minutes of material in. Okay, Sam. Let's see what we can squeeze out. Catch you soon, Popey. See you in I'm a bit. I'm going, mate. Anyway, I need to have me dinner. I need to go and get Louis from school. Yeah. Shall we? See you later. Exhausting. Ta-da, mate. Bye. Difficult times, magnificent skies. Difficult times, silver linings. Mother Nature knows us, she made us make machines. We blocked her on Insta, but we'll face her in our dreams. I am uh, deeply, deeply suspicious of what's going on here. Fast forward. Difficult times, magnificent skies.